what's the difference between Finland and Sweden? Sweden has nice neighbors. You're tuned to The Trail Show. Get on the trail! Long-time listener, first-time caller. Arriba, 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 tota! It's The Trail Show. Bam! Ah! Featuring Lawton Disco Grinter. Never slap a man who's chewing tobacco. Felicia P.O.D. Hermosillo. I'm against historical trash. Mike Dilo DiLorenzo. Embrace the brutality. Daniel Out of Order Alvarez. What's up, Trail Show? And now broadcasting live from Boulder, Colorado, it's The Trail Show. Coming to you live from the Bobby Stanton Studio in various historic Ristina, Finland, and Freiburg, Germany beer districts. This is The Trail Show. The Trail Show is the longest-running monthly hiking podcast on the planet and has been downloaded over one million times all over the globe. We are on the air and everywhere and heard worldwide on all your favorite apps and at thetrailshow.com. The Trail Show has a mailing list. Subscribe now at thetrailshow.com. Trail Show Nation, it's July, which means we celebrate summer with suds, a swim, and a sauna, at least here in Finland, where we are undertaking our first ever Trail Show episode in Europe. Beauty, what's on the Trail Show Makara Buffet tonight? Well, we're doing a little bit of a different show because we are in a different place, so um, we've got all our normal shenanigans. Um We've got some trail news. We've got some some mailbag. I think we've got uh, about a thousand ask a hiker questions, but we may or may not get to maybe one of those if we have time. And we are occupying the uh, the library and the in Ristina in Finland. So who knows what could happen? We should mention that we are missing two co-hosts, but we have added two co-hosts. That's um, true. Triple O is currently in New Zealand with his better half watching the Women's World Cup of Soccer, also known as football. And we think that Dilo is in Martha's Vineyard, but it's a bit unclear. And instead, yeah. we have added Mati Speedo Olas, the Finnish German, who's also sitting on the side of the library with us tonight. Hey, hello, everyone. <laughs> And from, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, from Freiburg, Germany, you know him as the Wampire, and that's how we know him too. Hello, Wampire. Hi, Treasure Nation. Very happy to be here. It's great because we replaced Triple O with Wampire, and they look somewhat similar. Yep. And I think they have a similar demeanor. And we've replaced Dilo, who tends to go on and on and on and get sidetracked and distracted. Yep. With Speedo, which is also a perfect replacement in that regard. What you forgot good looking, yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> of course. course. Of course. Thankful to our good friend here, Wampire. We have a bucket of Finnish beers to drink after the show. Again, we are stuck not drinking during the show because of the Finnish library situation. Matti, what were the breweries of Finnish beers that we have represented. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Vampire, as uh, Disco also provides me a little zip of each can before or after he's at <laughs> his share. So um, 
We have the uh, Saima IPA, Saima Brewery, being out of this region here, the big lake lands of the thousand lakes or a few more. And very tasty stuff and the big share of different Karhu brand beers. They are the more stronger tasting um, ales with the rye Karhu being the strangest of the pack. Yeah. We forgot to bring the labels to read them all out, but they weren't finished anyway. So nation. <laughs> not so much interested. Thank you. And thank you, Vampire. Surprisingly, a lot of the beers, I mean, I, I shouldn't say surprisingly, but like when it comes to IPAs, you don't expect to find those. I We don't expect to find those everywhere. Um, and some of them have been citrusy. And I mean, they've been really good. Some were hazy. Yeah. Yeah, we should say we were in Finland nine years ago and the selection of beer here then was very limited. It was basically lagers and some ales. And in the last nine years, apparently the Finns have discovered IPAs because there are a lot of them now in uh, the grocery stores here. Yep. And, and we're enjoying all of them. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight we have trail news. Here it is. Yes, I've got some some cats, some camping, and uh, a few other things here. Um, let's see here. Uh, a bobcat attacked a hammock sleeper in Connecticut recently. It was it attacked a camp leader who was sleeping in a hammock during a youth expedition somewhere in Connecticut. The man and two other adults um, killed the lynx. And I think that the State Department has taken it in to see if it had any diseases heretofore. But um, yeah. Sounds another, like rabies. Another, yeah, another attack by a cat. Or maybe he was swinging in there. You know how cats get like, hmm. like, ooh, a pinata. So that happened. At least oh it wasn't a mountain lion because that would have been a little more serious. Um, yeah. Interesting item, uh, Saguaro National Park has implemented an AZT through hiker campsite permit system. So previously you had to make your reservations well in advance for very specific campsites for very specific nights, but they are recognizing that AZT through hikers are on kind of a different timeline. So at the locations of Grass Shack and Manning campgrounds, yeah. AZT through hikers can reserve a permit that is good for a two week window. So at recreation.gov, they can go there to make the reservations. Yeah. This this yeah, is a totally. first. This is this is unprecedented for the park <laughs> service to be this adaptable to what through hikers are doing. Like there's no other national park that this exists in. And I hope it goes well with Saguaro National Park because my yeah. hope is that it becomes the model for what other national parks here in the United States can do with through hikers who are not on a very specific schedule. It's more of a window, yeah. a window of time. They may or may not be in a certain park and most hikers have no clue. And it sounds like the park service is adapting to that reality. Unbelievable. Well, <clears throat> and I think it's difficult because a lot of the national parks that our national scenic trails pass through are very popular. So like I'm thinking about Yellowstone 
And as a CDT southbound through hiker, we were going through there at like a very popular time. So I think it's hard for them to kind of, you know, save space or whatever. But um, but yeah, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Um, let's see. The Wempire actually, I think, provided me with this news item that REI workers are unionizing. And apparently there's been some blowback, like there have been all these companies that are trying to project this like very forward-thinking image of like caring about their workers well-being and whatnot and then below the surface they're like cutting hours and not providing full insurance or doing things like that that make it really difficult for workers like in REI's case they were saying one week you might have 14 hours the next week you have 30 the following week you have six hours Hmm. and so this lack of sustainability makes it difficult for them to be able to kind of plan a life right so um it looks like they've unionized in nine stores wow and even within those rei stores there's some accusations about the rei management then in retribution cutting hours of the people who are organizing oh so yeah we'll 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 see what happens there hate to see that but i mean i hate to see that that's unexpected and i actually just was looking at a graph today about um it showed the percentage of the wealth going to the top 10 this is for the united states obviously the wealth going to the top 10 percent of the population and also on the chart was a line that showed the um number of people that were participating in unions and the wealth going to the top 10 percent over the last 10 years 15 years has steadily increased. And at the very same rate, the number of people participating in union membership has steadily decreased. Unions have definitely overstepped here and there in the past, but we need them to protect people. Protect workers. Yeah, it's um, it's no surprise that most companies do not like unions and they don't yeah. want to see their workers unionize. So We'll have to follow this. I'll be curious to see. Yeah. You said nine yeah, stores see. have unionized. Yeah. I have no idea how many REI stores there are in the United States There's at like, the moment, but I'm gonna guess 250 or something. Oh geez. No. At 180 on the um okay. Uh, user article. 180. Oh, 180. Okay. Close. Hmm. I was just pulling a number out of my arse. Mm-hmm. So I was close. So only five percent have unionized then. It's not a high percentage. But I think that there were many more stores that were on that path. Ah. So. Yeah. Okay. And I'm going to add a fourth news story, which is very unlike me. You what? know, I like to get the news over and done with. But I thought I'd bring a little piece of European news since we are in Europe. We are in a NATO country. By the way, we're only like 50 miles from Russia right now, for those of you who are Don't attention. mention it. I'm already nervous being here. <laughs> Please. The beer, Vampire the Beer has helped Disco not run away. So thank you for that. He's been nervous every night about old pooty. I think yesterday um, we were 40 miles from the border and I was <laughs> without the beer, I would have been a nervous wreck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So a little bit of European news here. Some guy. And I cannot see what country he's from. 
Um, his name is Ivan Danailov Dimitrov. He carved hmm. his name and the name of his girlfriend and their date that and a date into a brick in the wall of the Colosseum in Rome. Oh no! And some other tourist filmed him doing it and oh, posted no. it. And apparently. <laughs> He wrote a letter of apology saying that he had, quote, no idea that the monument was so ancient. So then people got even more enraged that he didn't know the importance of this <laughs> monument. He didn't know his own, his own continent's history. Okay. I definitely know that he's not an American because the Thank date God. he wrote was 23623. Which is not the way that we no. write the date in God's country. No, we, we would put the month first. first. That's right. So if his name is Dmitri, I think we his can... last name Dmitrov. He must be Russian. Come he on, is definitely Russian. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Let's just call it call it like we see it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, I don't know what happened if he got a fine or. Something Vampire, that... do you have any comment on this story? Pretty interesting thing why, uh, like the town that got destroyed by the volcano. Mm -hmm. So actually the graffitis done there that several hundred years ago are now very interesting for the archaeologists. So maybe mm -hmm. his graffiti will be some use for future generations, although I absolutely do not want to encourage doing this, but no, cuts both ways. You know what? Okay. I bet he's the type of person that steals silverware from town, too. And lollipops from little children. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Very, anyway, good. Very um, good. Yeah, that's it for news. Those, those are all of the news items. One, one last thing. So, Disco, what, what does the uh, top 10% in the U.S. think of the um, companies? that don't allow unions what do you think i'm sure that they are in support of not allowing unions i i would say possibly they hold their shares <laughs> possibly i'm sure they benefit financially some way in folks not starting unions yeah anyway but that's a story for another podcast. Yeah, that's right. That's for the union podcast. Yeah, that's our other show. We do uh, yeah, that once a year. Financial advice for through hikers. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, All right. I think we should um, jump right into our trail of the month, which I have yeah. written down as the main biscuit route Poland. Did I say that right, Wampire? It's the, like the translation for the English Wikipedia uh, is the main basket trail. Actually, yesterday I asked uh, a native speaker and I now hope that I will not butcher it. And it's Govne Schlag Beskitski. Um, so like basket is a, uh, uh, is a mountain range, range oh. and it's the main basket okay. trail. So that's a uh, uh, translation. Yeah. By okay. the way, while we're doing Trail of the Month, I think Maddie's going to have finished sauna outside the library there. It's getting slowly <laughs> closer coming off left and right. 
Is he hitting himself with sticks? Yes, I think I saw some there. He's got a bundle. <laughs> he's got a lolo over there that he's pouring. This is one of the great things about Finland. You can just be naked at all times. It's just 24-7 nudity. I don't just know. The library. by the library. <laughs> yeah, definitely not everywhere, just around my fam. If they find him naked by the library, they'll say, eh, he's half German. He yeah. doesn't know. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about the MBT, as I'm going to call it, the main basket trail. Or, or you can, if you uh, stick with the uh, Polish uh, words, you can go for the GSB. GSB. Schlackbeskitski. Yeah. Okay. GSB, sorry. Yeah. GSB. We'll go with the GSB. It sort of sounds like KGB. And we're close to Russia, so this is appropriate. <laughs> I, can I can send it to you later, and then you have the correct uh, spelling with all the hyphens and slashes yeah. and stuff. Okay, yeah. perfect. And now, my idea was, uh, as um, maybe uh, out of order, also can attest that uh, there's some long-distance trails in Europe, also a network of like official European-wide trails, but it's hard to guess uh, and. Um, in, in some countries they exist, like Norway, and in other places they are just there in theory. So I picked one of the trails, actually my first uh, long trail um, that uh, is in a really good condition and easy to access. And also because um, like uh, uh, for the trail show, like Eastern Europe or the countries I want to talk about, with this, with this, which is Czech Republic, Slovakia, Poland, uh, part of Ukraine, and uh, Romania were uh, not mentioned. So I think this is a quite nice area to take some hikes, and it's uh, easy and enjoyable trails. And mm -hmm. in combination with also being for Europe, at least, or for maybe not compared to, to Norway, but for Europe, rather remote and a rather nice uh, countryside and nature there. Yeah. Okay. So the, Does this um, route go through all of those countries that you just mentioned? Uh, no, like I took one that is well documented and has a good guidebook. The others are, I think, also easy to walk, but maybe don't have a, a have a guidebook. And mm, uh, mm -hmm. so I picked this one route, this main uh, best kit trail, which is five hundred kilometers, and it goes uh, through the southeast of uh, Poland only. Mm -hmm. And uh, starts about uh, like the uh, uh, at the border to Slovakia at the height of uh, Katowice, which is a bigger town in southeastern Poland, and then goes all the way to the southeastern tip uh, uh, where uh, Poland reaches into Ukraine and ends there in a quite nice national park. So you start at Ustron, which uh, luckily also has a railway station and you, then you go mm. all the way to Volosate, which is at the end uh, like a cul-de-sac um, in this um, uh, national park. Okay. And uh, from there, there's also plenty of shuttles which uh, can get you back. And in between, there's also a few railway stations. And yeah, so you have some 500 kilometers. And that's a total of 19,000 meters uh, of elevation gain. So some Whoa. 40 meters per kilometer you walk. Yeah. Oh. So not like the Alps, but uh, yeah, you still can challenge yourself. <laughs> okay. Did you hike the trail? Um, 
I did parts of it. So what I did for my first uh, hike was uh, going another trail, which I can later give the overview. So I want to go into this trail now and then later mm -hmm. just give some hints how you can extend it. The, what I did, I started um, at the German-Polish border around Dresden and walked all the way where um, uh, to the Ukrainian border. So you go along the border um, between Poland and first Czech Republic and then later Slovakia. And mm -hmm. also because it was a, also in Eastern times a heavy fortified or a, a border where people could not easily cross over the green border. So uh, this is also now um, where there um, are not um, a lot of buildings. So it's, it's a remote area because no one was allowed to settle or go there or roads weren't going through there. So it's quite nice to take a walk. Yeah. Okay. And what is the trail? Is it is it a lot of roads or is there actual trail? I don't have the um, like exact uh, setting. So I think um, it will uh, go between um, like this uh, type of European forest gravel roads will, will be, okay. maybe, I don't know, 50% and the uh, other 50% will be single trail and maybe two towards some villages you will be uh, on a small country road but um, most mm -hmm. of the time it's this uh, gravel uh, roads or single trails yeah okay okay this sounds, sounds nice this sounds nice is. um yeah. is it is it best hiked in the summer or can you do it um like spring and fall also i was doing it in the summer so i think okay. for some trails you should pay attention to where the local summer holiday is but even in uh, during the Polish summer holiday, except for some spots that are touristically where you can go by car, I found it still enjoyable and not crowded. And um, oh. also, also at that time, it was easy for me to get a, a room to sleep for uh, town stays. And uh, I don't know whether hunting season is something you have to look for mm. because I did not go there in uh, spring or autumn, but because it's um, uh, predominantly uh, leaf trees. So I think uh, foliage there or going there in autumn could be really nice. And I also think uh, spring flowers could nice, but not from my own experience. And I walked it uh, eastbound. And I think that's also what I would uh, recommend because you go from uh, more to less populated and that's, uh, if I have the choice, my choice uh, to do a route so that you have the really nice part at the end. And uh, yeah. What's the water situation yeah, I was just gonna on, ask that. on the trail? Yeah. Is, it, is it fairly dry or do you get waters in town or, or are there streams and rivers? Like what, what are the options? So I must mention that I hiked it in 2018 and since okay. then we had quite a few very dry summers that was also a hot and uh, dry summer but uh, it was easy so like if quarter or half a day uh, till uh, the next uh, water source was uh, maximum I would say. Were you pulling water from like the trail? Uh, all kinds so there's like a small uh, rivers going wells okay. yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like fountains farmhouses huts you name it and okay. um, maybe jumping to uh, what made it enjoyable to do this trail so it's well marked and also the guidebook is quite nice so there's only a guidebook available in uh, a Polish language 
Mm. Uh, but mm. the maps are so nice so that, that for each tour or for each day tour, um, uh, you, you have a, um, a high resolution map. And uh, uh, because um, um, I think a lot of people go there low budget, you will have all the small town shops mentioned there or the major water sources. So um, even if you don't know the language, you can just do the trail uh, using the excellent maps uh, of this guidebook yeah. and mm. you're settled. And that's a nice thing just by the guidebook. And I will include the link for uh, you to put on the um, okay. episode in info. Okay, cool. It, was it difficult? Was the language uh, barrier difficult for you as a German hiking in Poland? Uh, mm, I'd say no. And uh, uh, there's not that many tourists. So uh, I think the people are quite uh, helpful and understanding. So yeah, uh, doing things when you uh, uh, want to talk uh, to uh, a guy owning um, a, a room for rent, and then he will uh, call uh, his uh, grandson and then translate right. with the phone. A lot of okay. people speak English uh, yeah. or uh, German. And ah, maybe one funny thing, I was revisiting the trail uh, um, with my partner. And um, then we were at a um, thing from the hiking society where you can order food. And okay. they would uh, like call out uh, when your food is ready so they do something like 34 34, 34. Uh -huh. right mm -hmm. and so but only in polish and after a while we heard from the speaker just english english <laughs> so the only foreigner that came by please now get your food <laughs> so yeah <laughs> so you, you get along really well and uh, yeah. people were uh, very helpful and very nice huh. yeah and what is the food? What, what what's the common cuisine there in Poland? What you know when you're in town, what do you normally get? Good that you ask, uh, because uh, that would be my my, my message. If it's like uh, try the food, yeah. uh, because um, what when when I think uh, of of trails, I always remember the food because it like varies a lot uh, in Europe where you go, and uh, sometimes there's really excellent food, and um, yeah. I think most of the guys you interview, they made, uh, they mentioned half frozen pizza and corn cobs and that kind of stuff. Yeah, so of really try the food and uh, Poland, the food is uh, mostly really cooked fresh, really cooked on the spot and quite affordable, at least uh, com coming from my income situation and from uh, my country. And mm -hmm. uh, there's a great selection of soups, which is really nice mm. for hiking because you get a lot of fat and electrolytes. And there were some was some really interesting stuff I didn't know before. There's one that that's, that's a combination of sour and salty, um, mm. and the soup soup is called jurek, and more or less you make some uh, sour rye dough in a liquid form mm. and mix that with the soup, so it becomes kind of uh, hazy and sour. Almost and like a miso. Oh. Correct. Like, yeah, you, you also have that in the Asian cuisine, this yeah. sour salty combination. Uh -huh. yeah. yeah, that's really nice. And the soups were really nice um, um, to keep you going because you're not that full. You get the electrolytes and then you yeah. can just uh, continue. And most of the places like from the um, hiking society, uh, the food is really fast, although it's cooked on the spot. So yeah, yeah. you can be in and out in 10 minutes. 
And then mm. there's a lot of nice um, main dishes, uh, something that's like Italian ravioli or tortellini. So this dumplings filled with mm -hmm. meat, mushroom, herbs, cheese, and also blueberries and strawberries, sometimes wow. fresh Sounds from really the spot. Good. Yeah. Now, was, Vampire, yeah. talking about traveling and eating, I think you, you bring up a good point. Like when you go other places, it's, it's kind of nice to try some different things. Um, there's a bread here in, in Finland that I absolutely love. Um, I'll say it wrong, but it's like the Carrieli, Carrieli, I don't know. Speedo can say it, but it's like this rye oh, bread with this rice pudding stuff in the middle. And when we were in Denmark last week, um, we tried these things called the Unda, I think, in German, the Schnecke. It's a it's called a snail, and it's like a, a swirled thing with chocolate in it. Oh, my God, it was so good. But, um, Very good. Here in Finland, uh, Maddie's been desperately trying to get us to eat fish from a jar. No. With but, rye bread. <laughs> but we... Oh. <laughs> the fermented I, fish thing? Okay, yeah. Yes. No, it's not fish. fermented. Oh. It's just... It's just the uh, herring from the Baltic Sea, pickled, and they. Yeah. I okay. pick. I pick their passport at night. They will not leave the country without eating it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's Eight nice. Brothers will need to eat this before they are allowed to leave the country. But I, I, I will eat all manners of, of wild berries from the forest. Um, Fruits of the forest. I'll eat all manner of breads. And cheese blueberries. Yeah. Uh, did you see so, some of the what are they called? Cloud berries? Yeah. We haven't had those yet. They are ripe a little bit later in the season, and there's always a big fight around them. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> All right. They yeah. have the, want... the best cookie in the world exists in Finland. It's called the Karikeksi. And Kaurakeksi. I, Kaurakeksi. and I could eat a Curry thousand cookies. of them. So one last thing about about the food. The thing is, uh, there's always sweet food, so like freshly made pancakes and stuff. So I think if you go for sweets, you can also go vegetarian. You might go vegan because the stuff is made on the spot, but then you'll have oh. to have some lang some language skills. But if you're thinking only of meat and potatoes, um, uh, at least vegetarian should be doable. Okay, okay. That's, that's, yeah. that's yeah. great information. Wow. That's hey, cool. Thank you for that. I'm all sold for uh, Polish rye miso soup. With, yeah, that uh, sounds good. <laughs> and the, uh, for, the, for the POD, those Karjalan um, Pirakka. That. That's, that's the bread that I love. Karjalan <laughs> Pirakka. I've been working on my Finnish accent, uh, Wampire. Rice filled, rice filled rye bread. Yeah. Tasty. Yeah, it's really good. Why are there no fins on the moon? They went, but there was no wood. Okay, okay continue we've gotten fire. derailed. We need to yes. talk about the show no, in Poland. No derealization here, but <laughs> we don't want that. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, yeah, resupply is also pretty easy. So like two to three days, like with a speed, if you like the average uh, thing the guidebook recommends is some 17 kilometers per day. I think most of the listeners might go faster. So I think two to three days uh, for resupply is max. And then uh, there's small village shops with a, quite a good selection, 
bigger supermarkets in the town. Some of the huts also sell resupplies. And the opening times are maybe not that good for the workers, but really good for the hikers. So sometimes really small village shops will go six in the morning until 10 in the evening. And really? uh, fun fact, if you go for ramen, uh, they have um, like uh, varieties like goulash or red beet soup for the ramen. Mm. So just ex mm. uh, chain artificial flavor packages, uh, but go for the real soup. And uh, there's, plenty of things where you can uh, stay and eat and uh, think at that time like having a um, lunch and some drinks was something five euros or less and wow. beer and schnapps are available in every hut or accommodation but uh, you can also go for quite good non-alcoholic beer schnapps <laughs> schnapps yeah Okay. Uh, camping is somehow tolerated, so not officially legal, at least not in Poland, maybe some other countries I will later on mention, but it's tolerated because um, yeah, a lot of people uh, go there on a budget, or at least the young people do. And um, there's some national parks where it might be stricter, but uh, with a normal speed, you can cross all the national parks uh, that are on route. Um, and on not a day. have to camp in them. Yeah, you have to plan okay. a bit that you don't end up right. there, but uh, should be nice. And there's also some uh, a buffet of nice campgrounds. So it might Ooh. be uh, a yard uh, fr from an older uh, lady who's renting out in the summer um, uh, uh, that you can just okay. put up um, uh, your tent on the grass. There's some student hiking clubs uh, from the bigger towns that have camping grounds. There are some funny hippie camping grounds or some hippies that went to the countryside. So yeah, there's also uh, so there's a lot, do there. a lot of camp opportunities. Hmm. Opportunities and yeah. Awesome. Wow, pretty cool. Oh. Huh. And uh, also like if uh, as a beginner's trail, I think uh, town days are also uh, really easy for your budget comparing to the rest of Europe. So with some language skills, or if you have someone helping you, you can sleep uh, for less than 10 euros in a town. Wow. And uh, 40 to 50 at the time I went there and that was in the season was really uh, some kind of decent hotel I would get uh, booked for business trips. So like from the level. Wow, less than 10 euros. That is yeah, really but That would be uh, like um, some older people renting uh, okay. some rooms under their roof. But yeah. that's nice and uh, still, still yeah. doable. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe they don't pay taxes, but yeah. And the trail you said is well marked. So it, it's got the, the white, red and white marker on painted on things. Yeah, and, and that's a nice thing about Eastern Europe. So like uh, GDR, like former uh, uh, East Germany, Poland, uh, Czech Republic, Slovakia, Hungary, they all have the same really simple system where they just use paint. Mm -hmm. uh, and they have the same color pattern, more or less. And it's really excellent. And so sometimes we were joking about that. It's like a motorway. So it's something like in 200 meters, turn right. In 100 meters, turn right, exclamation mark, turn right wow. now. So it's really hard to lose the trail. You have the nice guidebook and um, obviously a lot of locals uh, maintaining the trail, doing the marking. So not of that much in terms of building switchbacks, but uh, it's really um, hard uh, to lose the trail, I'd say. Wow. That's awesome.
That sounds, so, this all sounds great. Vampire. And coming from Germany, it's much better than here. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah, it is. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Vampire, I was reading online that the trail is about just over 300 miles long. And I was reading online that some Polish ultra runners have done the entire trail in 93 hours. So wow. just under four days. This is crazy. Yeah. So it's 28 days for the guidebook, but you can okay. adjust your level of pain according uh, <laughs> to how much pain and suffering you want. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's good. So the guidebook recommends about four weeks to do it. 28 it does, days. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Very and nature-wise, it's also quite nice. Like you ah. have, because it's this remote area, you have a lot of uh, still managed but quite old uh, forests. So mm -hmm. you have really thick uh, beach and what's it called? Uh, alpine maple trees. So mostly mm. leafy mm. trees, which is uh, yeah quite a nice light to walk there. And uh, at the end in the national park, there's mm, some geological feature that the tree uh, the hilltops are treeless i forgot what it was but that's also nice that you have uh, a lot of good views so i included with the link list there's some nice blog that has uh, plenty of pictures so that treasure nation can have a look around and nice. uh, from the animals so uh, towards the end uh, you have um, like european brown bear, wolf, lynx, which you probably won't see because all of them are shy. But you have, um, because there isn't uh, intensive agriculture or no agriculture or just meadows uh, that are uh, uh, quite uh, extensively managed. Um, there's a lot of uh, amphibia, so some uh, snakes and uh, grasshoppers, uh, plenty of frogs. And that was quite nice. That's coming from central europe where you have all this intensive farmlands and most of these uh, animals are eradicated that's really nice and did you eat um, the frogs yes no. i love them yeah i had this uh like trident and then i was yeah getting them all yeah. put them over the fire like a marshmallow yeah <laughs> and what's also um nice uh to see in that part of Europe, you might see some horse-drawn lumber transport or Whoa. other farm transport or the, the guys that use mm. um, um, the big horses to uh, do, how do you call it, like cutting the trees and then moving them in the yeah. forest. Yeah. And you might see uh, haying by hand and you, then you see the haystacks uh, on the meadows where the hay uh, was um, done by hand and not by machines. I think that's also a nice thing. Maybe not the nicest yes. thing to do the work, but no. uh, yeah. But nice and to PUD. see that. Like it's interesting. It's like an art form now. And I, I heard PUD that you are interested, like in history in general, and also oh, of the love things. It. Just can't that, get enough uh, that are still in the forest. Uh, um, um, Historical trash. Historic yeah. Trash. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so you have many World War One, World War Two sites, uh, and. Oh God. Uh, empty villages maybe some world war one uh, shells on the trail uh, artillery shells so yeah if you're in for lots that of, you can lots of enjoy the trash yeah to enjoy <laughs> now vampire you mentioned uh snakes do they have any poisonous snakes in poland there what i read uh they're not poison so the okay. ones depending 
happening in the translation European Adder or Viper. So it's quite uh, big, but okay. uh, at least Wikipedia says there's been no reported death due to uh, it's it's like a, a bee sting, but most of uh, like um, mm. not uh, lethal. Yeah. Okay. But they're wow. still very nice to see. Yeah. Yeah. And plenty now, of butterflies and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned that you wanted to um, kind of briefly talk about a couple other countries. Yes. So let's do and that. So, so like that. I, I picked that trail where you uh, I think have easy access and you have a good guidebook and from there you can extend and that would go um, in several uh, directions. So the one is for, for Europe, uh, I will include the link is Waymark Trails where different types of quality, um, you can find most of the trails in Europe. And then um, there's one guy that has a website with his Carpathian uh, through hike. So he oh. started, uh, or he did more or less the whole crescent of the Carpathians. So he started in Bratislava, went all the way to the Polish border through uh, the National Park, which is the last part of the trail I just described, 400 kilometers through Ukraine, and then the rest of his trail uh, all the way through Romania along the Carpathians. And so he made some 2,200 kilometers. Uh, mm. And he has, wow. I think, a quite uh, nicely documented uh, website, which I will include in the links I sent to PUD uh, by uh, email. So you go to through, through Slovakia, Poland, Ukraine, maybe hmm. in a few years, and then R Romania. Yeah. Maybe. And um, so Romania might not be as convenient um, as the other countries because there's uh, not a lot of locals hiking there and the networks are not that extensive. But on the other hand, the nature is much more interesting there. Okay. I also included a guidebook to, to this um, Ukrainian part um, of the Carpathians and uh, the part that uh, this Carpathian through hike is including uh, uh, is the part through uh, Slovakia. So you can go easily by train to um, Bratislava and then hike some 800 kilometers over the Slovak mountains to the Polish border. Um, mm -hmm. So there's a website only uh, in um, the national language, but that's also really easy. So like with your average uh, hiking skills, you can just download that from Waymark Trails and just start or just go to Bratislava and start. So that's not uh, easy, to, easy to do. And uh, a bigger one uh, that uh, was made in the 80s is um, the Eisenach Budapest. So it goes from Eisenach in uh, Eastern Germany to Budapest. That's also some 2,700 kilometers. And it now mainly follows the E this European long distance route E3, E8, and E4, and go th uh, through Germany, Czech Republic, Poland, Slovakia, and Hungary. That's the thing I mentioned at the beginning, which goes uh, along the border and crosses the border frequently. And um, I included the link to the Weimar trail subsection of this trail. I think there's only mm, German guidebooks for that, but that's... Uh, easy to do and you end up in uh, Budapest, Hungary at the mm -hmm. end. And because uh, Disco mm -hmm. is a real big oh, fan of going by train for several days, I also included a, a site that tells you how to use trains in Europe or the rest of the world. Mm. 
and especially in Eastern Europe, night trains and trains in general are really nice. Also fresh food, cold beer. So Ooh. go by train and public transport. And there's a good uh, manual on how to do that. So I mentioned all those trails, how, how you can extend. And I found Eastern Europe most uh, uh, enjoyable to hike. Most of it is uh, not alpine. So I think 1,800 is the main for the Beskid Trail. There's a small section. It's like the High Tatras, which goes up to, I think, 2,700. And also in Romania might be some higher peaks. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think with that information, you have a good access to that part of Eastern Europe. Yeah. Speedo, have you done any hiking in Eastern Europe, any of these hikes? Negative. But let me back, get back to your poisonous snake fear there. Okay. Are you seriously concerned about poisonous snakes? Always. Always. And it was okay. a question for Trail Show Nation to yeah. clarify. Okay. Yeah. So nothing, nothing's going to kill you out there until you're allergic to the uh, European viper, which uh, German vampire pointed out. But the uh, German viper is a beautiful animal that is, uh, has been researched quite incentive in intensively here in Finland because it's quite common because of a lot of forest and lake shores and uh, rocks where it can live. And they, what they found out, um, don't kill it because it will eat all the little um, rodents on the ground. Mm. And the rodents are the prime breeding for the ticks. Oh, and of course. The That's ticks, true. Nobody, no hiker likes ticks. Yeah. Yeah. And I've not found other people that like ticks yet. But so what they found, they did a really big research in kind of the same plot and they collected. Um, ticks with a prescribed method and they um yeah took away the snakes from that area and what they found over the years um basically there would be a, a, a just unbelievable amount of ticks in that area when the rodents were breeding heavy and the snakes didn't keep them in control Ooh. so just scare them yeah it's like with the bears keep them keep them scared of humans and all will be good wow yeah, ticks, okay. ticks really like rodents for their first blood mm. meal yep. as well as me apparently <laughs> so yeah the pod has you already have had nice some finished ticks uh, on her. i've already had some finished ticks on my body yeah nobody else has had any ticks on their body so far this vacation but um i seem to be a tick magnet no matter where i go so a tick I magnet i think i think they like the uh the spicy half half Mexican blood, maybe they're like, "Ooh, uh, I'm gonna yeah. get in on this." So, yeah, I don't know. I think so. Cool. Okay. And then again, so also the snakes can be eaten if you're hungry. They taste. Oh, like they are protected. You don't eat them. Yeah, come yes. on, Speedo. Come what on, are you guy. doing? Plus, they kill the rodents. Come on, man. But here, here, uh, it has happened. People have grilled them. I'll Ooh. only eat them if you put them in a jar. Oh God! <laughs> I'm not. I'll get a mixture them. of fish and, awesome. and and snake. Well, that all sounds awesome, Vampire. And I know you you've done a ton of hiking throughout Europe. I think you're you're the the German, possibly the European, with the most trail miles that that we know of. So, 
Um, yeah, there might there for sure some with more, but that that may as so I'm doing hiking for some five years now in that uh, kind of fashion, and that would be also a, a connection because there's one guy I mentioned to you that's now brewing beer in Thailand with oh, his yeah. training trail name Gagamel. So he did the AT and the PCT. Hi, Gagamel. And I also he also did two weeks um, of the trail I just mentioned to you. But obviously, he was too drunk and occupied by his hiking partner that he forgot all about what the trail was like. So I asked him <laughs> if he can give me a second opinion because he did the US trails. And uh, he said he forgot about it. But uh, yeah. Oh, no. And Actually, that guy, um, because he did AT and PCT and did a blog, um, brought me uh, this idea of long distance hiking, which is, I think, not that frequent in Europe and also not that uh, easy to stumble upon. And yeah, it's been quite enjoyable since. And he also is a guy who mentioned the trail show to me. So one of the ah, t-shirts you wow. just sent me and I want to thank you for will go uh, via... Uh, some person to Thailand and Thailand. for sure Gagamil will send a nice picture with that Good. in his brewery. <laughs> That's awesome. Because actually cool. like from hiking, he went to, I don't want to do, uh, I want to do a job where uh, I have to work physically. So he became a brewer and now his first job as a brewer is in Bangkok. Wow. wow. That's amazing. Okay. It's cool. pretty cool. So, uh, did our package arrive in Freiburg yet? Uh, it yeah, did, but I'm, I'm not in Freiburg because ah. I'm on my uh, like uh, long COVID uh, rehab. And so next Tuesday, I will be there. And mm -hmm. uh, maybe also uh, uh, some greetings to the uh, Freiburg Trail Show uh, fan crew. And so greetings to Trailer Trash, Cheesy and Little Seal. Say nice. Hi. Yeah, what up, Cheesy? Yeah, very cool. <laughs> She's awesome. Yeah. Cool. And uh, maybe the, uh, just to, to to conclude that that's one thing I want to mention because I think uh, Trail Show Nation has also a lot of people who are uh, not including me very active and uh, going for sports and stuff and doing uh, hiking uh, on on a high level. So if after Corona infection you still have symptoms and the symptoms don't seem to go away and seem to getting stronger when you exercise really go there's some good materials from your local health organizations or national health organizations how to manage that and so the first thing uh, you have to do when you're dealing with this problem find a good educator or uh, how do you call that um, guy who tells you how, how to do that that you don't make your symptoms worse or that mm. they don't uh, become chronic and uh, maybe with this uh, preventive actions uh you don't uh, end up in a rehab clinic now <laughs> oh man I, yeah. I hope you're um i hope you're doing better i can do 10 to 11 kilometers now in the, yeah okay some mild uh, uh uh how do you go um elevation yeah yep. yeah cool good awesome well thanks for shedding information on the the best kid uh mountains yeah yeah it's it's been it's cool to to talk to somebody who's done some stuff that we just don't know about. So, um, and, and there's the lots show, yeah? we don't know about. That's, That's really right. awesome. Thank you. One story, because like this story uh, fits into, uh, like you had this type of stories where the one guy uh, um, 
is naked uh, in the laundromat uh, on some AT uh, town. Uh And there was one thing similar. So I was staying uh, at the hostel at uh, uh, the the end of the trail. And I don't know if you heard of uh, like rainbow festivals. Oh, yeah. Some kind of really hardcore hippie festival where they do mushrooms and sit around uh, naked doing bongos uh, for one week. And so (laughs) this was in a... And a really remote conservative Polish villages. They were doing it somewhere in the forest. And uh-huh. obviously they forgot the soap. So half of them uh, got uh, like, uh, how do you call that? Um, diarrhea that can go from a person to another. Uh-huh. And oh. so uh, some uh, 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 10 to 20 of them were hospitalized and they would set up an isolation oh station on the local uh, hospital. So and the thing was, I was meeting these guys in, in the hostel and they would give me a hug and say 10 times that they're so happy to meet me. And, and then later on, they would tell me about this infection. So I was very happy uh, that uh, going away from there, uh, my um, digestion was stable. <laughs> like, norovirus, so, like norovirus. Yeah, so, something like that that was contagious. And, and you don't want this on a trail. No. All the and rainbow there was a bell hippos that, out that there you... with their fecal yep. fingers. Oh, God. And okay, just we've got to ni- take a break. Just be nice to your trail community. So that's yeah. what the story is about. Enough to have that when Disco drinks milk. <laughs> <laughs> Disco uh, doesn't drink milk anymore. So Yeah. <laughs> I um, told him to stop drinking milk a long time ago, and he finally did. Yeah. <laughs> All right. right. Before this deteriorates any farther, I think we should take a quick break (laughs) and uh, then we'll be back with a mailbag and some shout outs and some uh, thank yous. Olen Matti Spido Urlas ja en ikinä kuuntele The Trade Show. So, at the time when Europeans migrated to the US, back then also the poor people from the Finnish countryside uh, had it over and many of them were heavy forest workers. And they used to um, go to areas where there was a lot of forest work needed in the U.S. And this guy kind of was a foreman and looking for strong foresters. And yeah, he advertised this guy as the he could do 16 cubics in uh, in a day. And uh, so the guy employing the people was like, yeah, sure, come on, bring him in. So the first day guy shows up the owner gives him his uh, saw the Finn looks at it and says okay looks a little different than at home but yeah whatever to expect in a new country new saws of course so he goes out hammers eight cubics hmm. so the owner is not very impressed by that work in the evening and well he says okay it was his first day probably the lumber is different than in Finland 
let's look at this for another three days and the guy hammers out 10 cubics every day for the next three days so he goes over and thinks hmm i really need to talk to this guy that's below average performance and he's like what's wrong and he was like i don't know the chain's a little different than at home so he like looks at the chain uh, at the saw pulls the, pulls on it the chain goes on and the finnish guy shouts whoa no what is this noise <laughs> Uh, hello an Emmy und Miley, die lustigsten Kinder in Deutschland und Finland. It's a little shout out to my goddaughter Miley and her sister Emmy, the daughters of the Mati Urlas, Mati Spiro Urlas. Um, got a quick uh, heads up, the All the West Triple Crown applications are open through August 31st. Please do not contact them and ask them for an extension because you're not done with the CDT yet. No. The cutoff date is August 31st. If you don't make it this year, guess what? You can do it next year. It's not a big deal. Um, and along those lines, the gathering tickets are on sale. Um, it will be in Bend, Oregon this year mm. from September 15th through 17th. So go ahead and sign up to get your gathering tickets. Aldawest.org. That's right. Very good. Okay, um, we had a we had two mailbag letters, but we're going to save one for next month okay. because it mentions something specifically to do with Delo, and okay. Delo is not yes. here. So right. we did get uh, a letter this month from longtime trail show VIP Danth Opson, and Danth says, "Dear the trail show." I recently relocated from Albany, New York to Marquette, Michigan. And on the drive, I was pondering Mr. Swami's likening of hiking the North Country Trail to having a month of colonoscopies. Wow, Swami's comments on the NCT have gotten a lot of feedback. Interesting. Okay, so Danth goes on to say, well, it just so happens that I now live mere steps from the NCT so I decided to investigate Mr. Swami's assertion. Now I have not had a colonoscopy, but if it is comparable to my brief hike along the NCT where I strode through the woods along a rushing river down to the shores of Lake Superior, it would seem to be quite an enjoyable procedure. I'm also happy to report that if Mr. Swami wanted to double his pleasure, he could experience a colonoscopy while hiking the NCT as there is a gastroenterologist located a mere block from the trail, as the attached map indicates. And I put the map here at uh, just below his letter. Uh, so please pass along this invitation to Mr. Swami if he ever finds himself in the upper peninsula of Michigan. The colonoscopies and a seven course meal, which includes a six pack of Kiwana and a pasty are on me. Regards, Dan O. Ompson. Uh, P.S. P.O.D. is doing a great job trying to pronounce my name. I know it's hard, but I appreciate the effort. P.P.S. Please also enjoy this entry that I made in the trail register at the Connecticut High Point back in January. And if you scroll down, 
Dan wrote, don't ever listen to the trail show. Dan O. Ompson, Albany, New York. I okay. like that he didn't say, I don't ever listen to the trail show. It was more like advice yeah. for other people on the peak. Like, please don't ever listen to the trail show. That's our marketing strategy. Yeah. Because right. typically when you tell people not to do something, they tend to do it. So uh, we would encourage all our listeners to tell anyone and everyone you know not to listen to the trail show. That's right. Well, well thank you, Danth. We appreciate yeah. the letter. As Danth, go I want to do a shout out. Hey, okay. over to the Upper Peninsula. Lots of Sisu to you and just wanted to let you know I'll be back. Yeah, mm, that's right. Um, Speedo has been to the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, but maybe not to the gastroenterologist that that uh, Dan is recommending. But I'm I think out. we also did cross the NCT up when we were at Tequamanon Falls area. Oh yeah, we did. Yeah, so um, we yeah, were hiking on cool it for a little bit. Yeah, the Upper Peninsula is very similar to the Finland in some ways, as it was settled by. Finnish people so there you go yep. well and since Dant is a VIP I think I'm going to go ahead and, and read our, our monthly donors list please please chime in with uh, the uh, the call outs if you feel so moved um, I know that uh, Wampire probably knows them but Maddie doesn't because uh, he never he listens to, use, to the show he doesn't know how to use Stitcher so he's yeah. not able to ever listen to the show anyway uh, let's see we've got Bernard Wolf. Hey. Russ, not fuss, Kinder. Burp. Craig, peace, go gully. Bobby Walters. Dig. Dig. Trevor, smoke it if you got it. The Bull Man. Spark Jeff it up. Cottonmouth Caldwell. Diane Pinkers. Stein. David Sarcasm, the Elf. Viddy. Justin. Quality. Knowles. Ingrid Gerard. Pat, the Bouncer Quality. Dixon. The Weekend. Stephen, the Hustler Russell. Ammon, the Brute Bruce. Renee, Burp. Shira, Patrick. Wesley, the Haggis yeah. Addict, Greenwood. Kevin, Chickpea Cross, and Sasha Honeydew, Codette. Tebow, not Tim Williams. Tommy, the Meat Popsicle, Stevens. Meat Pink. Brandon, Lost Balls, Love Lady. Where did they Shira, go? She was a Switchblade. And Brian, the Big Mac, Namara. Big Phil, Mac. Felipe Gilbert. David, the Ancient, more ancient than the Coliseum, Geode Hale. Oh. Tony, Sheboygan Brewing Pits, Rachel Dive, Amandai, Merchant, Die. Dant, Homson. Thank you for Richie, your letter. Yes, Richie, Rich Lemuel, Glasgow, Mark, Willie, G, Homer, Eric the Robber's son, Daniel Fundip Sharp, sure. Kill Bill Cottrell, Woody Yukon Caboose Bass, Matt, Frantum of the Opera, Tim the Hooch Hoochins, Oof. Paul True Love. Curtis Ware, Tyler, the Kermanator, Kermoaid, Ray Fitch, Andrew Pageant, Vermont, Pat, what a guy, Hipkin, Kurt, Leo Cree, Newton, Vermont. Flash, Bob, Stein. Hobo, Evans down on the farm, Kristen, hey Fancy Mac, Hartung, Victor, Flamenco, Newton, Flamenco, Simon, the German Vampire, Hosenfeld, Marvin, Maverick, Casser, El Hikador, Viva Los Gatos, Gatos Vato, Jack, Thigh High Billings, and Jim Heathen, the Hebener. Also, shout out to Jordan Sheltui Burns. He finished yeah. his 1,001th hike of the Sheltui Trace. And Finn, 
Little Turtle, his friend who hiked with him, who completed the Shelter We Trace and is now the youngest known through hiker of the Shelter We. So that's pretty cool. He was what, nine years old? I think he... so. Yeah, I think so. I mean, where do you go from there? You know? I know. What's left to do? You go to Poland. Okay. You, you go hike... to the best kids. You hike the MBT. That's right. That's right. Yeah, makes sense. And we covered our one-offs? Or no? Yes. We didn't have any one-offs. Very good. Then we're the good only to go. W- <laughs> yeah, the only one-off we had was uh, the Wampire beer donation. Beer donation. Just powered the Finnish vacation to full maximum well, enjoyment. So I, and I, I want to mention something related to that. So we are recording here at the local library, and it is Sunday and now that i understand the finnish library system uh a little bit better i i should have absolutely brought beer because this is a strange concept to me and it's unheard of in the united states but apparently in finland on a sunday if you have a library card to your local library there's actually no one working here but they give you a code yeah they give you a code to get into the library and it's all just based on the fact that they have video cameras inside the library and trust. So we, there's no one here to like tell us not to do something, which ah. I mean, it's something maybe we shouldn't just do it anyway. However, if I was sitting here drinking a beer right now, it's fine. Well, and you're outside. And I'm outside, but still like just the fact that like in the United States, they would never give no. you a code and let you come in not during business hours and do what you want to do. This is, I don't know, man. It's so civilized over here. It's just. It's a foreign concept. It's a foreign concept in a foreign country. Trusting people to do what's, what's right. (laughs) Do the right thing and behave like adults. I never heard of even, even the kids behave like adults and behave. Right. So. They can return and borrow stuff on the library card. And uh, the library card, um, I lost mine and just got a new one for two euros. So it's awesome to invest money into libraries. So I guess this uh, everybody to do it. Do it. This episode of the trail show is not only sponsored by the German Vampires Beer Donation, but it's also sponsored by the Finnish library system. (laughs) <laughs> and they had the system for 100 years until this day in 23 where the americans came yeah, yeah. <clears throat> right yeah <laughs> and they had to change it after that yeah yeah totally real quick i mean you know normally we do some trip reports but uh i think our trip was probably the fact that we are in finland yeah Although, you know, we kind of do need to mention what happened in Wyoming. Yeah, during... tell Treasure Nation how you beat each other with sticks in Finland. Well, that has yet to happen. But we, Felicia, or I should say PUD and I almost got beat by oh, yeah. uh, the trail in Wyoming uh, during what I would categorize as the craziest 48 hours I've ever spent in the woods. I don't know, PUD, you might be better to tell this story than me yeah i mean and i i've done some some off-trail hiking as trail show nation knows including in in idaho some pretty insane stuff um 
but this was, I, I think because it was so unexpected. So Disco and I, I went up to Wyoming to help Disco with some forestry work. And basically that required me just being an observer for him because he's uh, legally not allowed to do it by himself in Wyoming per the laws, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, uh, so basically um, we were asked to go hike to a plot that is off trail, but you use trails to access it. And then Disco has to do all these insane measurements of the trees and things like that. Um, anyway, so we were going to hike into the Palisades Wilderness Area, which is southwest of Jackson, Wyoming. Wilderness Study Area. Wilderness, wilderness Study. So we, we start to hike in and within five minutes, the trail just completely disappears. And we can see a footbridge, but it's like decomposing in the creek and there's no trail on either side but there was another trail that we could take it was a little longer more elevation gain but we're like well whatever so we take this other trail and we continue to hike and then there were two trails that were supposed to go down to the river valley where we were headed and it turns out neither one of those trails existed so disco and i did a 2000 plus foot descent on very, a very steep hillside with very thick vegetation and downfall to this river valley. It was exhausting. And then at, towards the bottom, we were like jumping back and forth over the, the drainage area because it was like a creek flowing through there with all this swampy stuff. Anyway, so make like, it down. Like from beyond hell. It yeah. was a bushwhack from beyond hell. Even for my standards, it was bad. So we get down there. We found a trail, sweet. We hike in like a mile and a half, set up camp. We know that the next day we're going to have to hike up 800 feet in 0.3 miles. So we know it's going to be super steep, but whatever, it's not that far. So we set up our camp, we go to bed. And then at like four in the morning, it starts raining really hard for like 30 minutes, just enough to make all that vegetation on the bushwhack on the way up wet as hell. Yeah. And not only was it vegetation, it was like willowy, branchy stuff that was all, of course, pointed downhill. So we're basically hiking 800 feet up in point three into like a very crazy hairbrush situation. That's and soaking we both wet. Our, it's soaking wet. So we both put our trekking poles away and we're using the the um, willowy things, basically like vines and climbing through them around deadfall. And they're very thick. And we get finally get up there and we're soaking wet. Disco does his work and it took longer than expected for a lot of boring reasons I won't get into. And then we're like hustling back down at four o'clock. We're like, will we make it to the car? We think we have about nine miles. We don't know, like we're going to go out a different way because the other trail didn't exist. We're not obviously not going to bushwhack back up that mountain that we came down on the first day. So we start to hike out. We're hustling. And we get to the junction where the trail is supposed to take off. There were actually two trails that were supposed to go out and neither one of them exists. We actually went off trail, did some investigation on the other side of the creek, doesn't exist. So we're like, okay, well, we got to take this other trail out. And as a result, we had to plant, spend an unplanned night out, which is the first time either one of us has had to do that. We were not able yep. to make it out, but that was fine. We had some extra food. So... We go to bed. We're like, wow, that was a lot. The next day, we had about nine or 10 miles to hike. And the first four and a half were intermittently disappearing trail because the trail tread was gone. And also because there were huge snow fields obscuring the trail that was there. 
So it was a little bit of more choose your own adventure type of stuff. And we finally make it to this, the divide, what's called the divide trail there in this wilderness study area. And we're like, okay, we've got cruisy five miles, gentle downhill to get to the car. And it was a good trail. There's dirt bikes. So we knew it was going to go the whole way. We're like, awesome. So we get on that. We are cruising. We're exhausted. We're trying to get to the car because then we had a 10 hour drive to get home. And about an hour and a half before we get to the car, we come into this beautiful wooded area and we see a grizzly bear. Yep. And thankfully it was a sub adult with no cubs and it ran from us when it saw us. Yeah. But it was just like one more thing. We're like, whoa. And then we finally get to the trail and we start stripping down our clothes because we're going to change our clothes before we do this 10 hour drive. And I had four ticks attached <laughs> to my body. It was the and I got on to the pull cake. them off. It was yeah. a high time. So yeah, magnet time. Yeah, that was uh, that was it. Yeah, Wham and that all happened, sounds like a nice Sunday morning stroll. Yeah, it all happened within forty-eight hours. That whole yeah, that whole sequence deal. of events. Yeah, I've never had to spend an unplanned night out in the woods, which is kind of surprising. I mean, I've been long distance hiking for like 24 years now. And you'd think like at some point there would be a hiccup and you get stuck out in the woods, but it's never happened until our recent trip in Wyoming. So the best part is like after the hellacious bushwhack down to the river valley and then the following day hiking up through those wet willows and then all that stuff and then the unexpected night out we were like going to sleep in the tent and i was like you know i think i'd like to get involved in this fia work how 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 do i get signed Mm. up for this i think i want to keep doing this (laughs) (laughs) and disco is like you're crazy i mean the the work has been difficult and long the hours have been long but yeah this, but still, you're outside all day. It's, it's kind of fun, you know? Well, it's adventurous. And, and this thing that you and I did um, with you hiking in with me was the craziest of anything I've experienced this summer with this yeah. contract work. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, very good. Okay, here comes joke number two of Finnish foresters. So... Yeah, so two two Finnish loggers are uh, sent on a more remote location on an island and uh, they are set out there to log wood for four days and well they um, start their work work uh, work hard on the whole first day in the evening they set up the camp um, and because of four day trip they for brought four day four bottles of vodka and yeah first night they um start and each of them has a bottle of vodka and yeah well hmm, they notice okay good next day they work go back to camp same thing happens over they each have a bottle of vodka the third day the guys are like hey actually we drank the whole vodka for the four days already on day one and two so what do we do the one guy goes hey we still have those bottles for the uh for the um 
food burner, the ethylene bottles. And the other guy goes, no way, you get blind from that stuff. Don't drink it. So, yeah, they have a dry camp and work the next day. After fourth day in the evening, before getting up, picked up the next day, the, they sit in the camp and the one guy is very desperate and other guys desperate and then one of them asks, hey, man, haven't we seen the world already? We've got one segment left in this truncated trail show, and that is dehydrated beer. Ask a hiker with German Wampire. I think Wampire has taken over Delo's duties this month, and I think he might just have a question that he's going to read, and perhaps we will try to answer it. So, Wampire, what do you have? You were messaging me two hours ago, so I don't know if uh, I could improvise probably, but we know that uh, trail show is giving good advice. So I know when it is hot, hot and humid, I have to drink brown liquor and uh, smoke a lot of mm. weed. Like when I want to be what? LNT on a desert train, mm. I have to shoot heroin like uh, oh boy. mentioned on the, on the last trail show. So um, And don't forget about the bacon grease for your chafing. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. And, and were you gonna were you gonna provide the internet address for this hippie festival in Poland? We'll provide it's, it's a, the a, it's a rainbow people. Rainbow a lot is, long. Uh, yeah. all, all over Europe yeah. and uh, like just taking place in that one year uh, in in that area. So mm, my question is like maybe you know the situation when you're on a town stop uh, and you just have a toilet available and mm. you had one coffee and you waited a bit but it just doesn't happen and then you go out of the town or just at the sign where you leave the town uh, you have to take your dump so uh, the question would be how can I initiate a poop mm-hmm. or, or how can I become a regular pooper because that's really annoying <laughs> this is the well. exact opposite of last month's ask I your question yeah. when we were we were giving advice on how not to poop this is quite the opposite so i'm not asking for diarrhea i just want (laughs) to ask for just how to time it properly that you can use Mm. facilities or i think it's also easier when you just know that uh, you you can go uh, in the morning uh, when you had your coffee next to your tent but yeah then it's a little bit more manageable way out of this question the answer is not norovirus no, definitely not. <laughs> no. No, and I know what you're saying. Like when you're out hiking, like it's fine. You can go to the bathroom in the woods. It's not a big deal. But when you've just stayed in a town, there's something very satisfying about feeling like I used all the facilities to the, my full ability. So I took that giant <laughs> town dump in the toilet instead of getting oh. right to the edge of town. And then you're like, ah. well, I've, I've got a couple of suggestions. Um, one is uh, if you can eat the bulk of your your town food earlier the evening before and not like really late at night that can help Mm -hmm. um the other thing is to make sure that you drink a ton of water before you go to bed and then first thing in the morning because the hydration will make you poop and dehydration keeps you from pooping as we covered in the last show for you did you know actually giving useful advice i don't know if that's the purpose (laughs) of the (laughs) trick right (laughs) every now and then 
<laughs> and then um, the other thing I would say is um, one of my personal favorites and one of Disco's personal favorites is prunes. No, you know? no, yes. no, 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 no. You get a bag of prunes from the store. You keep them in your pack. And when you're in town, Mm-mm. you know, you throw a few down with each meal. Maybe like yeah. two. You don't want to overdo it. Or maybe you do. I don't know. How, prunes how, are for how, the elderly. P-O-D. No, no. The flaumen are the best. In, the best. In, the das best. F- das flaumen is blick. Nine. Flaumen is lecker. Um. So yeah, the flaumen, the the prunes are so yummy, and the and if you don't want to eat prunes, plums, um, something a fruit that has a really high fiber content, um, mm-hmm. is really great if you can get a couple of those with each of your town meals. Because the thing is, usually in town you're eating slightly differently than you do on trail, and your trail diet probably has more fiber in it than your town diet. So mm-hmm. you can get a little stopped up, and then you have to big dig an extra big cat hole the next day. Um, so yeah, I recommend some really high fiber fruit, um, and, or prunes or, or some other dried fruits, like maybe apricots, uh, something like that with your town meals to kind of push everything through. And then because I'm in town, I usually drink like four cups of coffee in the morning, um, because I don't have to make it or anything. Yeah. So maybe a little extra coffee in the morning. And when coffee you're in town, helps. It does. It really does. And that's actually useful information. So I would it packs out a package of dried prune juice. No. <laughs> Dehydrated prune juice. Dehydrated prune juice. No. <laughs> yep. Not a chance. Yeah. For emergency city stops. Yeah. Actually, I was looking for that topic on the internet, but there the information wasn't that useful. So there's one funny word I found. So there was a, a, a homepage uh, for. Uh, people who care for the elderly and there the answer was digital stimulation oh boy digital as in your finger yeah i was gonna go there but i thought i was gonna get some crap no pun intended (laughs) (laughs) yeah so this is something you can do people do this with people do this with children what they do is they they get their hand a little bit soapy and then you kind of this is just this is uh, medical information. You can run your soapy uh, finger around the rim. <laughs> and sometimes that will stimulate. Didn't Delo talk about this one yeah, episode? Uh, maybe. I don't know. When remember. he broke his Probably. collarbone or something? I don't know. Sounds like something he would discuss. But if you don't want to get dirty fingers, uh, so pine cone. Mm. Mm. Because my guess is that this is something that the uh, rainbow people were initially doing, hence all the contamination, because they didn't have any <laughs> yes. soap. Oh so God. they were initially all constipated. Spreading the norovirus. That's right. Oh. But I, yeah. I think, I think that the, the, some of the advice I gave may be useful to some listeners. You know, Vampire, you're going to have to check in with us and let us know how it goes. Um, we've got some Finnish scooter enthusiasts out here. I Ooh. apologize for the the audio. Uh, I thought that was I thought that was just the bathroom after your morning coffee happening there. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Vampire, do you think we sufficiently answered this question? Yeah, there was actually I didn't uh, um, expect useful information, but yeah, okay, that's quite good. <laughs> 
And if you, again, if you want to learn how to do the opposite, listen to last month's Ask a Hiker question yes. where we. Was, yeah. that, was that number 131? Yes. Okay. That's correct. That's right. Because You've got a lot of episodes to catch up on. Matthew. I never listened to the trade show. I think I stopped somewhere. It's number 45 or so. How many fins does it take to change a light bulb? Five. One to hold the light bulb and one in each corner of the room to drink enough vodka to make the room turn. And if you oh, think uh, meeting uh, grizzly bears on the trail is interesting, uh, I have one wildlife encounter from this uh, main basket trail. So, yes. uh, you know, the... Um, MS uh, or just a, a tarp and then I had an inner tent with the mosquito netting and uh, I was there asleep with my partner and in the in the night I woke up with uh, something moving on my chest hmm. and then <laughs> realizing when I wake up and uh, uh, um, feeling it it was like the small cat from the farm nearby who uh, decided to cuddle with <laughs> me in at two o'clock in the morning oh and then we had to convince God. her to go go away because she was pawing uh the netting and oh. uh yeah didn't understand that we want to cuddle in the middle of the night oh man that's a rude awakening yeah, yeah i think that's what so. probably happened before they killed the lynx yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right folks uh i think we're gonna leave it right there um, so this is the part of the show where the show ends. We want to thank everyone for tuning in today. Big thanks to German Wampire for talking to us about his hike of the MBT and for the delicious Finnish beers. Thank you, Wampire. My pleasure. And big thanks goes to Mati Speedo Ulas for guesting with us today and showing us all of Suwame. And pay, paying some taxes for the Wi-Fi connection to the government library system thing here thank you yes many thanks to all our hotline callers you too can be an audio superstar by calling the hotline at 720-893-2269 and for those not in the u.s that is plus one country code last but definitely not least thanks goes to all our monthly donors we have the trail show death metal black stickers in stock Get yourself a couple while they last by hitting the donate button at thetrailshow.com. Sometimes we are on social media. You know where to find us. We're on Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Audible, Apple, Spotify, and everywhere else you download your favorite podcasts. Thanks for hiking with us today. We know you have many podcasts to choose from. We appreciate you hiking with The Trail Show. Come see us again in August for our Dog Days of Summer show which is guaranteed to be full of beers, trails, and nonsense. Until then, I'd like to leave you with some Finnish words of wisdom. Sauna, sisu, and sausage, or makkara, <laughs> or what are you talking about? The Finnish words of wisdom are Tarvesta purhun nuesten, which means a tree is climbed from the base. Mm. For P.U.D., speed up, mm. and the German vampire. I'm Disco. Ciao. Ciao. Juice. Juice. Moi, moi. Juice.
Hitos. Tschüss. <lacht> ja. I picked their passport at night. They will not leave the country without eating it. Hippie Hippies. festival yeah. where they do mushrooms and sit around uh, naked doing bongos uh, for one week. <laughs> no way! You get blind from that stuff. Don't drink it. Feeling it, it was like the small cat from the farm nearby who uh, decided to cuddle with me in at two o'clock in the morning. I'll be back. The sentence was great, the content was not.